two brothers. One podcast. It's Smackmouth Fantasy Football. This is the Smackmouth Fantasy Football Podcast. I am your host. Commissioner, turn that down. Slowly, grade it down right now. Reigning champion, GM of the warmest regards, Sean Madole, joined by your co-host, co-commissioner, my taller and uglier younger brother, Connor. Backwards hat bros tonight. Yeah. You can see on, on, the, on the Spotify. Not, Not planned. planned. Spotify party room. Not quite. Is that what it is on? No. I still have never watched a video of us because I can I can never figure it out. So uh well add to your intro technically not savvy. Sure. Uh I, I did listen back to last week's podcast and remember I was trying to figure out the word momentous. Yeah. I definitely meant monumental. Not, mm. I don't think momentous is a word. Yeah, I mean it's a big moment. Yeah, yeah, monumental is probably what I was going with. Anyways, uh, this week on this great Wednesday, Wednesday October nineteenth, we'll be doing a full chilly day in Oklahoma. Yes, burr. Uh, flowers are dead in my backyard now because it got really cold last night. Full dynasty recap of week six. Then we'll do a preview of week seven, and then same for D1, not the same for D2. We'll cover some Pirate League and get out of here with some Papa Dad jokes. But to start it off, let's get into the Dynasty Week 6. Weekly Review. Who wants to go first? I will jump on this one uh, this week. For the first up, we will go interdivisional uh, play. No divisional matchups this week. Just oh, you know, that is that is rem- Remember the uh, fan. I'll go with my team, fantasy football team, two and three versus the little cameraman supporters. Mm, terrible who's name. Three and two. Uh, so far, they are zero and one with that name, mm. uh, and didn't even score hundred points. So the final score is fantasy football team one sixty two to the little cameraman supporters ninety nine. For the fantasy football team, the MVP is none other than Joey B. Had 39 and a half points, ended up being ended up being the QB one. That's kind of surprising. Uh with Josh Allen, especially with Josh Allen playing Patrick Mahomes. But QB one, 300 yards, three touchdowns, and a rushing touchdown. Um this is all what we know Joey B can be. It's what he was doing at the end of the year last year. It also helps whenever Jamar Chase just kind of runs away from people and they can't tackle him. So uh, Jamar Chase, fun fact, had almost half of uh, Joey B's yardage. For the least valuable player, the LVP, I'm going to give it to JKD. J.K. Dobbins, seven carries, 15 yards, two down weeks in a row. He didn't play very much this this uh 
this week. Supposedly, uh, the knee tightened up on him in the first half. Uh, I also heard that the MetLife Stadium or MetLife Field is known for, like, giving people's knees issues. So this is this is I have heard that the staff was in, was being extra precautionary because they do not like people playing on that field and in, in that grass. <laughs> Just that's something I heard through the, through the grapevine. So well, let's think back. Uh, where'd Saquon get all of his injuries? Yep. And then last year, someone like Saquon hurt his knee, and then the next week, was it yeah, Jimmy G that tore up his knee or something? Maybe like that? I can't remember who it was. It was some quarterback that like tore up his knee. That oh, that's where Joe Burrow I think uh, mm. tore his ACL. But didn't Just someone fall into his leg? Yeah, it wasn't like a running or anything. Yeah, but I think like his foot was like stuck in it. Like it oh. generally like could have slid out. But something about the natural grass or turf. I don't know what it, which one it is. Definitely not natural. It's turf. Okay, I saw something where they were some ex-athlete was saying we really with all this money these people are making they can't have natural grass and all these nfl fields anyways for the little cameraman supporters um it was hard to find a highlight but the highlight is bob tunyon uh, the <laughs> trade that uh he had little, a heck of a week that's for sure yeah the little cameraman supporters traded him last year if you remember david uh, Baxter sent the trade and David accepted it after Bob Tunyon uh, tore his ACL during the game <laughs> and he accepted it. Now, after that, they did have a, a, cor- a correction trade to where um, basically I think uh, Baxter ended up getting a running back for pretty cheap from David to kind of even that out. But great day, 12 targets, 10 catches for 90 yards. Um didn't even have a touchdown, but ended up being the tight end four on the week. So that's pretty good for him. This might stay up with Randall Cobb being out for the next month or so. Mm. Um, Cobb salad. Cobb salad. The infamous think, owner of the Cobb salad. Yep. Cobb salad. Looks like the Bob Tunyon's going to eat some of that while uh, Randall Cobb's out. So least valuable player. There's many to choose from for the little cameraman supporters. Uh, and I'm gonna go ahead and give it to the give a double least valuable player this week. Oh, I'm wow. give first it, first of its kind. Yep, B- two big names, both Monday night, both terribly oh, disappointing. No. <laughs> disappointing. <laughs> Cortland Sutton and Mike Williams combined. Okay, let's just let's just look back. Bob Tunyon, the tight end, had ten catches for ninety yards. Combined, these two. Great wide receivers and Cortland Sutton and Mike Williams, big dudes, combined for four catches and 31 yards. So less than half the catches, almost a third of the yards. Um, so much for AFC being a high-scoring, fun games to watch. Yeah, the Broncos so, are ruining that for all of us. Yeah. Um, yeah, uh, there, was, there was very little hope for the little cameraman's supporters for on monday night but having Cortland Sutton and mike williams if there was a shootout they both could have gotten gone off for 30 points 35 points and at least made it close you never know but uh, unfortunately the they did not get to triple digits this this week and i'm glad 
because I have a Baxter's first round pick. So sound a little biased to me. Very biased, hundred hmm. percent. All right, you're up. Oh, uh, I'll I'll say it after. Go ahead. Okay. Well, the first matchup I'm going to cover is mine. Mine own again. Uh, Warmester guards drop a stinker to the Dirty South Spartans. Could not get over five hundred. What? In, in your, I said you just can't get over five hundred in your lifetime. Oh no, definitely not. That AM would be stats. against the rules. Yep. Um, Dirty South Spartans win at one twenty eight to one twenty three. Close one, but no cigar. The Spartans MVP, um, Katie, didn't really have anyone that really exploded for points in week six. She just got you know decent enough performances to beat the reigning champions. Uh, I guess the MVP is Jalen Waddle. He had six catches, 129 yards, 140-plus yard retention, 40-plus yard reception, no touchdowns. Uh, this totaled 18.9 points, making him the wide receiver 10 on the week. This was before Monday night, but as you just mentioned, Connor, no worries on top receivers on Monday night football. <laughs> Zero. The least valuable player for the Spartans is CEH. He started Uh-oh. out hot after the Spartans acquired him. 22.4 points in week four. Um, he has now had back-to-back subpar weeks. In week five, he had six and a half points. And this past week, he had 3.3 points. Trending is not good for CEH. He is, however, still the RB13 in total points on the season. Now he is the RB17 in points per game. The Chiefs do have a bye week in week seven. Thank goodness for Katie. She doesn't have to play CEH. Um, oh, they have a bye week after their week seven matchup. So they have an eight, a week eight bye week. So they play the 49ers this week. Pardon my error. You're on mute. Yeah. CEH has one game this year where he has, where he's been in for over 50% of the snaps. He is pretty crazy to be touchdown RB13. Uh, dependent dependent go ahead oh uh next is the regards who lost this game are now four and two the mvp for me is juju smith schuster finally this week six performance is not the norm i was hoping for but it is the upside i was hoping for with him being uh paired with mr mahomes this upside totaled five catches for 113 yards and his first touchdown as a chief the 25.3 points led him to be the wide receiver six on the week. For the least valuable player, uh, could have been Aaron Rodgers. Not great against the Jets. Kareem Hunt, really not great against New England. Tyler Lockett, kind of expected from him. Or whoever this guy with the last name Gentry is that I picked up to play tight end. Um, but I'm choosing Jeff Wilson. A country singer, singer, right? Jeff Smith. Wilson, because I seem to call him Jeff Smith. I don't know why. After four double-digit performances in a row with 22 points in week five, he came out with a big stinker, carrying the ball seven times for 25 yards with a lost fumble against the lowly, or what we thought were the lowly Falcons defense. All of this garbage totaled a whopping half of a point. Half of a point that's better than some 
some some leagues you get minus one for fumble and minus two for a lost fumble, but we changed it to just a total of two if you lose if you lose a fumble. So you could have been negative if we kept that scoring the same. Brutal performance from Mr. Smith. I blame him for my second loss of the season. Yep, six point loss. Interesting. Both of y'all were about forty points, a little over forty points below your all's projections. Yeah, it was a you bad projected week for both to, of us. Uh, you were projected to win by three. I did have uh, DeAndre Adam. DeAndre Aiden. I had Deontay Adams on bye week. <laughs> um, yeah. Excuses. <clears throat> uh, and I mean, mo- probably most importantly, um, Hawkinson on bye week as well. Of course, can't forget with him. his one and a half points from week five. Um, with Back the to next you. one, we'll go to the closest matchup of the week that I uh, broke down was Soldier Fields, who's two and three from the Science Air Sleep Division. Nope, reverse that from the uh, what's your thing? Nompton, the Nompton Division against the Archive, who's in the Science Air Sleep Division. Archive pulled it out 164 to 145. Uh, Archive was down by seven going into Monday Night Football. However, he did have Austin Eckler, Jerry Judy, and uh, Justin Herbert playing, uh, whereas Katrina and Soldier Fields only had Josh Palmer. Even though uh, Herbert and any of the pass catchers didn't have a good game, uh, Eckler definitely had a good game. So, for however, we'll start with Soldier Fields and their MVP first. Uh, We'll go with Brandon Ayuk. You start with the team that lost? That's weird. Go ahead. You want to suck it? Because you can. (laughs) Preferably not. Yes, I'm starting with the team that lost. Soldier Fields, Brandon Ayuk, the only two touchdowns for the 49ers, stealing away from your crappy Jeff Wilson play that made you lose. Jeff Smith. Um. However, he did have 11 targets, eight catches, 83 yards, um, kind of obviously due to a surprising game script while since the 49ers were losing the whole game, partly because of Jeff Wilson's fumble. But uh, Brandon Ayuk ended up as the wide receiver four on the week for the least valuable player, um, had a kind of reverse action, another – less than favorable game script. This one caused Nick Chubb to be the least valuable player. Only eight points with 12 carries and just one catch. Obviously the, the lowest output of him on the, on the, uh, on the season, he only had 44% of snaps this week, uh, which kind of shows or kind of obviously the game script. They were, they were way behind, so they had a throw, which made it to where he was not as needed. However, with eight points on the week, he is still the RB3 on the season. For the archive in the winner, we'll give it to Tyreek Hill. That is right. 12 catches, 177 yards. Uh, seems like it doesn't matter who his quarterback is. Um he already has 65 targets on the year and is on pace for over 2,000 receiving yards. That's uh, He's wide receiver three on the year. Uh, just funny because if, if you just think back to um, 
the off season, I think it's funny to think of what people thought of each player and like what actually happened. So people were nervous about Tyree kill. They weren't sure if Waddle was going to get more Tyree kill or if it was going to even split. Looks like Tyree kill is still getting his, obviously he has some boom or bust weeks, but that's how he was on the chiefs as well. For the least valuable player, we're going with another T Hill. Um, I'm gonna. I'm just gonna go and say, Will got got. This is exactly what Taysom Hill was trying to do to him. After a 40 point week, he ended up with 4.5 points. With he had five carries and 39 yards rushing. My question, Sean: What if Taysom Hill has another down week, another sub five points week for the archive? Does he keep him in the flex? Is he? He is he just committed to the roller coaster of emotions that this is and keeping him in the flex the rest of the season, or is there going to be a time that he takes him out? Uh, I'm not well versed on Will's depth. He, he publicly team. he publicly came out and said, "I will have Taysom Hill in my flex the rest of <laughs> the season." Uh, he's got a good enough team to live with the ups and downs of Taysom Hill. I think. Uh, he it it's probably just one of those things where he's the best upside option to play during bye weeks when he's got other people out yep yep well you play him this week so i guess you'll you'll find out right now he currently does have Taysom hill in there his only other options would be let's see a, a james robinson or Corey davis maybe a noah brown so well we know he loves Corey davis yeah but going against Denver, I mean, you know, that's going to be a high-scoring fair for, for them. Anyways. And I only have my best player on bye week this week. So, you know, if it is – uh, if he does win, it's a Mickey Mouse win, not a real Man, win. You really like your excuses and about whoever's on your bye each week. Awesome. It's not a real well, win. Good job, Archive. You, uh, you got the win last week. Better than I can say. Uh, okay, so the archive now goes to five and one. Next for me is the replacements against Jamar Rule, and Jamar Rule takes this one by 50, just over 50 points, 171 to 120. The Rule's MVP is, uh, in previous weeks, I had been, uh, I had been, Connor, me, had been the one with multiple top 10 wide receivers. Well, this week it was Jamar Rule. He had the number three wide receiver. In... Is this right? Did you just. What? Hmm? What? Pause. Okay. I'm confused. Uh, please hold. I said that. Um... Hmm. He said that he had the Tyree Kill. Yeah, that's not correct. No, I looked at the wrong uh, player, evidently. Anyways, he had Jamar Chase, obviously, his namesake, who was a top 10 receiver. And Pittman was his other top 10 receiver. Um, but the MVP was, of course, Jamar Chase. On his first return to the Superdome since LSU's national championship, he and Joe Burrow put on a show. Chase had seven catches for 132 yards and two touchdowns. This totaled. 34.2 fantasy points. Uh, this almost equals his total fantasy output 
for weeks three through five where he think I think he had like 36 or seven 30 points 36 or 37 points over those three weeks the least valuable player for the rules is daddy Stafford who continues to struggle because his O-line sucks and really was the most disappointing player on the rules team with 12.8 points after being projected for 12, 21 points going into their week seven by Stafford is now the QB 31 in points per game uh, behind fellas with the names of Andy Dalton backup, Justin Fields, Basically Joe rookie. Flacco backup and Bailey Zappy. If you're Zappy so... and you know it, clap your hands. You know, who's not clapping their hands. Jake, because Matt Stafford sucks this year. He's still one. That's true. He is now three and three on the season. The replacements, on the other hand, now one and five. Their MVP is Ramound Ray Stevenson or Steven Season, had who had the game we all hoped and expected. He had 19 carries for 76 yards, two tutties, and four catches for 15 yards. He totaled 25.1 points, making him the RB2 on the week. For the least valuable player, it's DK Metcalf. In a game where we all expected points, the Seahawks only scored 19 points and won over the Cardinals. And DK had only two catches on seven targets for 34 yards. After two slow weeks to start the year, he had been on a tear weeks three through five, averaging just over 20 points a week. Uh, maybe he can get back to that against Baxter and the cameramen. We know they get pushed over by wide receivers in week seven. <laughs> Pretty good off the top of my dome. Not bad, not bad. All right, last matchup of the week. Uh, pretty low scoring, but one team had to come out with the win. That was the Nompton Bulldogs, who are now three and three with 125, or sorry, four and two. Scoring 125 points. They beat In the Name of Science, who is now 0-6, who surprisingly did worse than Dexter. 84 points. The Bulldogs, is that is it okay if I go with the winning team first this, this time, great. Sean? Okay, thank you. I didn't know there was a precedent set that I, we had to do that. Anyways, uh, MVP for the Bulldogs. Uh, surprising enough, not surprising enough because their opposing opponent only scored 84 points, but... Bulldogs were able to win this week with only one player that beat their projections this week. One, one, uh, one green number is what the easy way that sleeper lets you look at it with six catches on 12 targets for just 95 yards, no touchdowns. Chris Godwin, who was the wide receiver 22 is the Bulldogs MVP this week. Uh, the least valuable, least valuable player. Uh, Sean feels this one as well. Uh, MVS with the goose mm-hmm. egg on three targets uh, just a week it. after he had six catches for 90 yards. Um, again, like I said um, earlier about the the Chargers and the Broncos game, this was another game that was supposed to be high scoring. It ended up not being very high scoring relatively. I did hear something uh, yesterday or the day before that at this point in the season – uh, in 2022, there are over 100 less touchdowns this year than there were in 2021 or 2022 at this same time. 
I'm sorry, I didn't hear you. Wow. <laughs> All right, this is awesome. I'll say it again for the the guy that I'm supposed to be able to talk back and forth with on this podcast. Um, I heard that at this time, or this this point this year, there's over a hundred touchdowns less than there were at this point in 2021 or 2020. So less. like basically less. So there's a hundred touchdowns less than mm-hmm. there were. That's a lot of points that it's have not been scored. So that gives some reasons of why uh, everyone's kind of blah on their on fantasy this year. For the in the name of science, Chase Claypool made an appearance. He had twenty eight percent of over twenty eight percent of the team's points this week of the eighty four points. Um, seven catches for ninety six yards and a touchdown. He was a wide receiver seven on the week. However, with the new concussion or with the new concussion protocol, it's probably better because Mitch Trubisky might have another start, which could be good for Claypool because Claypool has not done as good with the rookie under center. Um, though I really don't think uh, Ryan really cares since they are 0-6. Uh, they might be just trying to get that. Well, they don't even have their pick. So whoever has Ryan's pick, congratulations. You're looking at the number two spot or something. Uh, least valuable player. Well, I will say that five players combined or five players scored five or less points. Um, the worst part is it's not like he could have really done anything about it because his whole entire bench combined for 2.3 points this past week. Um, everyone was either hurt or on by on his bench. So he, he literally just played the people he had. However, I will select Curtis Samuel as the least valuable player since he has had a solid season. Uh, he's still the wide receiver 22, but uh, this past week he only had two catches for three yards. So uh, in the name of science is pointless tanking. Is that a, is that a way to look at it? They're struggling. Yeah. They're struggling, that's for sure. Back to you, Sean. Back to me. Uh, we've got the grocery baggers against Dilly Dilly. The baggers lose it 110 to 193. Dilly moves to 6 and 0. The baggers to 1 and 5. And Dilly's MVP is D on Jack Sun. 12 carries, 42 yards, one touchdown. That's all well and good, but 10 catches on 10 targets for 79 yards on catches 100%. alone, Connor, if you're keeping track. 17.9 points just on his catches and, rec- and receiving yards. He is the RB1 on the week. Truly unbelievable. And I am a dummy. I dropped him during roster cuts back in August. And this is classic Dylan to profit off of the players that I find and then drop. Classic Dylan. Uh, his least valuable player is Zach Wilson. How does the QB of the team that wins 27 to 10 only have five and a half fantasy points. Well, that he running back. only completed 10 passes for 110 yards and no touchdowns, but he did add one rush yard, Connor. Just one? Just one. At least it wasn't. For a touchdown, negative, one I guess. yard, one rushing yard for a touchdown, right? Like no, nope, just one rushing oh. yard. Point 
one points from rushing yards. Nice. For the baggers, the MVP is Trevor Lawrence. He continues to show flashes of really good upside. This week he had 26.9 points with one passing touchdown and two rushing touchdowns. If you add those up, that's three touchdowns in total. Um, he will have to show some consistency to lock himself in as a week-to-week QB1. He was the QB5 in week six. And the least valuable player for the baggers is uh, Tyler Higby. This guy mm-hmm. is a bum. He gets your hopes mm-hmm. up by averaging 12.4 points the first five weeks of the year. Then he drops a 1.7 performance when you really need it in week six. He is terrible. Sounds personal. Uh, might have traded two thirds for him in another league. And he got Not me two thirds. Oh, no. Anyways, uh, that is it for the week six review. Let's go and look at the standings as I navigate to them. Uh, next week got a got the two three matchup between you and uh, you and Will. You did get jumped. Do what? Like I said, we have the two three matchup against yep. you and Will, but it looks like you got jumped by Will. Um, I did get jumped by Will in terms of record. However, I am still the two seed because I am the division leader of the Nompton division. Dylan is the one seed. Will would be the three seed. Um, Katie is the four. Mm-hmm. David is the five. And Jake would make it based on points in the sixth sixth spot. Jake is three and three, but the top, the third highest scoring team in the league. Uh, Dylan is the highest scoring. Myself is second highest, followed by Jake and Katie. Um, in the name of science, struggling. The replacements. So, so do struggling. we have a, a clear bottom three? You think? We got two one and five teams with the replacements and the grocery baggers, and then in the name of science, own six. Yeah. And in terms of draft points, the grocery baggers are number one. And Ryan, unfortunately, the name of science is number two, I believe. I believe, I believe. Let's see who has Ryan's pick. That would be David has Ryan's pick. If I recall mm. correctly, last season. It was basically a one-for-one swap. David gets Ryan's 23 first. Ryan gets David's 22 first. Not looking great right now. But Ryan Mm -hmm. does have a lot of rookies. Maybe they'll come on late in the year. Who knows? Sure. I'm trying to find hope for him, Connor. It's not looking good. For the waiver wire ads this week, congratulations to Baxter Rodman. And the little cameraman supporters. Baxter shawned himself this week. Man, he got a shawned himself he, right in the foot. He wanted to make sure that he got Tyler Heineke. And it's he got Taylor. Him. Did I say Tyler? It sounded like it, but I think you I are did from the south. So just down here in Washington doing French football stuff. $55. But don't worry, he, he had to use all those $55 because there were two other bids. By you and Jake, um, you all did the same amount. How much? How much did you end up bidding again, Sean? I think I did zero. Yes, uh, you and Jake both did zero dollars. So Baxter 
outbid everyone by $55. So Why do you need Taylor Heineke when you already have P.J. Walker, Connor? And, I mean, for 13 fab cheaper, right? Yeah. You got him for 42. I mean, talk about a steal. Bargain. Um, other waiver wire ads, David got Paris Campbell for five bucks. He beat me with four and you with zero, Sean. And then you picked up uh, Kenyon Drake for three bucks. Ooh, that's a bargain. Uh, that, that's a pretty good one. David also had $3, but obviously got Paris Campbell. And then Jake <laughs> put a $0 bid in there. What a dummy. Um, David wants Paris Campbell over Kenyon Drake. Good luck to you, David. I hope you plug him right into your lineup. Another personal thing. Um, but, yeah, it's looking like Kenyon Drake might be the starter this coming up week. So, uh Woo! Started for three dollars, three dollar reduce. There you go. Hopefully, Jonathan Taylor plays. Um, but those were the only uh, ads, I guess. Sorry, I guess Ryan Swain picked up uh, a great, great guy. Has a great name, Connor Haywood. Hayward. <laughs> a six foot, a six foot two thirty. Uh, tight end. That's a pretty small guy. I wonder if he's end. more of a blocking pullback. guy. <laughs> I don't know what he is. Um, but don't worry, because last week he had three targets, two catches, and 49 yards. So Ryan went ahead and picked him up for, for uh, free. That's better than the gentry guy that I picked up. What a bum he, he was. Is, he is on the waivers now. If you, if Zach else Gentry, uh, one catch for four yards. Yeah, but he's 6'8", 265. Yeah, you think he'd be a good substitute for Pat Fryermuth, and no. Well, not not whenever uh, Trubisky gets in there. Jiminy Jiminy Trubisky. Mm. Uh, uh, We do have bye weeks this week with the Bills. That sucks. The Eagles also sucks. The Rams, mm, lucky for Jake, Matt Stafford's on bye. And the Vikings also sucks. Yeah, a couple good teams this, this week on the bye. So we'll see what people's depth looks like. And uh, Sorry, I jumped the gun there. Wanna no, go you're good. The, let, let's go let's jump breakdown. into to week seven. Weekly Breakdown. Uh, the top matchup in the league, as mentioned before, the two and the three. Warmest of guards at four and two at the archive. Five and one. This is the top matchup in the league as the two and three seed in the current playoff standings face off. Can the regards remain on top of their division by beating one of the top teams in the other division? Or will the archive will their way to victory? Or will they receive ill will from the regards? Well said. Very Bill well said. Will is the GM of the archive. There Lots you go. of wills. Um, for the second matchup on the week, it is Jamar Rule, who is three and three, versus Dilly Dilly, who is six and zero. Oh. Uh, Dilly faces another formidable foe as they continue their quest for a perfect season. Will the Rule's young stable of wide receivers and top RBs be enough to take down the undefeated ultimate runner-up, or will Dilly continue to show their dominance and move to seven and zero, maintaining their seat as the team with the most regular season wins? I think they have 
like 16 or 17, and Will is one behind them, if I'm correct. Um, that that seems like it's correct. I think they actually, I think they both have 16 or 17 regular season, yeah, only. Okay, I think so. Well, if the guards do their job, then they'll be the most um, winningest regular season team. Okay, yeah, so they're fun fact at the moment. Again, this is Wednesday night, take it with a grain of salt, but. Jamar Rule is projected 163, and Dilly Dilly is projected their lowest of the year with 156. Again, this is bye weeks are hurting Dilly Dilly. They mm-hmm, on big bye. Time. Dilly Dilly has Josh Allen, Stefan Diggs, and Isaiah McKenzie. So mainly that's just that duo. And then for Jamar Rule, they do have uh, Matt Stafford, Gabe Davis, and Devontae Smith, and they're starting tight end Dallas Goddard so um, they're both missing some things however the the Josh Allen Stefan Diggs uh, duo is is pretty insane this year so that's uh, definitely going to be missed so it should be a good matchup technically it's the one six matchup or Jake is uh, yeah the six seed yeah. in the playoffs mm-hmm. so the one verse six we'll see see what goes on Next, we have Connor's fantasy football team against David's Nompton Bulldogs, a three and three versus a four and two. The FFT continues to stay alive by gathering wins from weaker competition. No offense, Baxter, but now face the four and two Bulldogs. Will the pattern continue where the FFT lose to good competition, or will the Bulldogs prove to be weak and fall to the FFT? That's a full offense to Baxter. He was a three and two team. He could have gone to four and two, but he just—he got pushed over. <laughs> uh, next one, the replacements one and five versus versus the little cameraman supporters that get pushed over, who are three and three now. The little cameraman supporters showed their weakness weakness as they filed suit against the notion that they are a good team and are nothing but average. Will they follow through with this by beating the struggling replacements or will the replacements attempt to show them that they are actually less than average? Mm. If you remember, Baxter went on a rant about how he's nothing but average uh, on Mm. Sunday, I believe. Mm. We'll take a pause here and I'll read it for you. A quote from Baxter. I think I've come to grips with the fact that I am the most average fantasy football manager. I'm a career 500 guy, and I just need to expect that going forward in my feelings right now. And what did the com- the commission say to him? Uh, I tried to build him up. said, you're down bad. Keep your head up. You can be as good as you want to be. Things will turn around for you. Stay positive, big guy. <laughs> uh, well, it should help out this week that he's playing the replacements and – uh, for the replacements, Jalen Hurts, De- Devin, and Devin Singletary are both on by. Um, so right now he has Kenny Pickett as his only quarterback this week, who might not even play because of the concussion protocol. So right and now Baxter concussed. is favored to win by almost forty points. So we we shall see how that is. He probably won't get talked about only beating uh, the weaker competition, but it's okay. 
The next matchup is the Dirty South Spartans against the Grocery Baggers. Uh, Spartans are four and two. The Baggers are one and five. The Spartans got dirty and took down the regards last week and are surely looking forward to moving to five and two after taking on the Baggers this week. Will the Grocery Baggers try to put some Febreze on their stinky roster and go for another win? Or will they accept their stench and continue on as the garbage baggers? Going for like a name change or something? I don't know. Maybe? Thought it was pretty good. Uh, Last matchup of the week, Soldier Fields, who is 2-4, and versus In the Name of Science, who is 0-6. In the Name of Science was unable to find any answers from Scientology last week and are as broken as a dropped beaker in a high school chemistry class. The question now is not whether they can find the right concoction. The question is, is there a winning concoction? As for Fields, I hope they enjoy the third win of the season. That's the week seven breakdown of the Dynasty League. Anything else you want to hit on in the Dynasty League before we move on? To the D1 uh, redraft league. Nope. Sean, you're fighting back to get to 500 for your all time, uh, all time record. Regular season, you're way under 500. So don't worry about that. But yeah, all-time. your all time record, you're, you're fighting to get back to 500 this week. So, so good luck. Thank you. We'll need it again. Justin Jefferson on by D1 redraft league. Weekly breakdown. For a review of week six, Connor, Ugh. you had the top matchup. Broncos country, let's ride against Kismo Burrow, who is and was undefeated. Broncos country, let's just sit down. Connor uh, was starting the second half of Monday Night Football, was down by 14 points. Who did you have? You had Mike Williams and... Nope, I had Justin Herbert, Gerald Everett, and Russell Wilson. So starting the second half, all I needed was 14 points from the two starting quarterbacks and the the tight end that actually gets targeted in a tight end premium league. So, uh, and then by the by the good fantasy gods, I got overtime, and I just needed four points at that point. I needed four points in overtime from Russ combined Russell Wilson, Justin Herbert. Or Gerald Everett. Two catches from Justin from Gerald Everett. A 10-yard scamper from one of them. Something like that. Just give me some points. I just needed four points. And neither team decided they wanted to move the ball whatsoever. So they just punted it back to each other. And I ended up losing by uh, 3.3 points. So uh, get this. They were in overtime. It was tied 16-16. to 16. There were 16 plays. 16 yards gained. No first downs. And the, the I, what was it? Probably nine of the 16 yards that was gained or eight was on that last play to Mike Williams to set up the last field goal. Yeah. Uh, if in case you're wondering, Connor did not get the four points needed. He lost to the Burroughs 127 to 123. The Burroughs somehow staying alive at 6-0. and it's, She did the reverse jinx. It works. I tried to reverse her reverse jinx and it didn't work. So she she came out before Monday night and said, "Well, looks like I've 
been undefeated long enough or whatever she said <laughs> and tried to reverse jinx me and i tried to cut that off real fast but uh somehow the she still got it in and reverse jinx worked for her so um i kareem for tds beat team rice swain what a coward name your team 143 to 137 mixing it up lost to it ain't easy being cheesy 128 to 105 cd's nuts uh really bad performance 67 points lost to rona riders who continue to dominate 152 what's on lax off at one and four scored 101 points lost to reek and destroy who scored 154 and then christian mingle highest scoring team in the league last week beat the brown burrows and were idiots about that name connor uh mm. christian mingle beat them 169 to 136 uh, last week, Antonio changed his name to the Brown Burrows. We couldn't figure out the brown part. We were racist and maybe thinking it's because he's Mexican. Uh, no, we're dumb because he also traded for AJ Brown in the same trade he traded for Joe Burrow. He so traded away Josh Allen Burrows. and got AJ Brown and Joe Burrow, and we could not figure out. Yeah. So we're dumb. <laughs> yeah. For the free agency ads in D1, uh, actually, let's do standings first. <sighs> Alien Invasion, Katie, at the top of the league, 6-0, followed by myself, I cream for TDs at 5-1. and one. No teams at 4-2. and two. And Then there's the Rona Riders, who've won three in a row at 3-3. Three and three. Reek and destroy at three and three. Christian mingle three and three. Mixing it up three and three. Broncos country three and three. It ain't easy being cheesy three and three. Whoo, that's one, two, three, four, six. five, six teams at three and three, all fighting for the last uh, four playoff spots. Right now, it would be David in the three, Rick and Reek and destroy in the four, Baxter in the five. And Amen in the six. And then you've got the Brown Burrows at two and four, CD's Nuts at two and four, Rice Swain at two and four, and Watson Wax Off at one and five, who continues to wait for Deshaun Watson. But he's got to make some, he's got to get some wins before he comes back to have any chance at making the playoffs. I mean, at this point, he's, he's just trying to, get healthy enough for the toilet bowl to not lose in it. That's true. That is oh, true. Wait. There are four teams at the bottom that are two and four or one and five. So so he would have to because he get if he if he's the last seed, he'd get the first round by. Yep. So he'd have to win two weeks in a row to yep. not be to not sent be demoted. To oh, that's tough. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I guess that's true. The bottom two teams at the end of the regular season, have to win twice to mm-hmm. stay in D1. That's an interesting way to think of it. That's <laughs> tough. That's you really want to try for that uh the eight spot, not the or yeah. the the 10 spot, not the 11 or 12 spot. Huge difference. We'll have to keep an eye on that uh bottom battle towards the end of the season. That sounds gross. Um Free agency ads. Connor just there changed his name. That kind of ruins my uh, 
my headline. Well, we don't have to say that. I mean, I there were eight waiver claims, but the most was only ten dollars spent. So not so a lot of a uh, value claims. I, th- I would call. Uh, yeah. Mexican got uh, Latavius Murray for ten bucks, beat David for eight, and me for seven. Daniel Bellinger got got taken for ten bucks uh, again. Antonio really wanted him. You didn't bid on him at all. Beat two two other people with zero dollar bids. I picked up Wandell Robinson for seven. Uh, got Dylan bid seven. You bid six. Yeah, that's um, so <laughs> some close I, bids there. We're all thinking the same. Yeah, it feels Dylan might want to not be afraid to take spend his money. Like, well, he spent seven bucks on. Taylor Heineke, and then got a bunch of $0 pickups. Greg Dolchich, who could be good going forward. Again, tied in premium. Tyquan Thornton, Sean, you picked him up, who had the double TDs this past weekend. Mm, I love those Greg TDs. Dorch. Greg Dorch just picked up for some reason. I'm assuming wow. the Hollywood injury is what Katie was thinking. Did she forget about this guy named DeAndre Hopkins? Or uh, the real stud, Robbie Anderson. Rondale Moore. And then... And then you picked up Bailey Zappy for zero dollars. Trying to zap 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 people. Um, because I'm zappy. And then a couple other ones that happened later on the day. I picked up Kenyon Drake and Noah Fant. And Mexican picked up Kyron Williams right after that sleeper alert came through that he was going to have a big role whenever he mm-hmm. came into play. And stashed him on his IR. So, yep. I Pretty mean, good news. I was. I was two minutes behind him on going to pick him up. So good job, Antonio. Glad you're not <sighs> uh, sitting out in the woods uh, doing some more camping, camping marine stuff, you know. Uh, let's get to the week seven. Nope, nope, nope. Week seven. Weekly Breakdown. I'll take the first one this this week. Uh, CD's nuts two and four versus uh, Alien Invasion, who is unfortunately six and zero oh after uh, freaking Monday Night Football. Uh, this may not be the best matchup of the week, but Alien Invasion's quest to remain undefeated is undoubtedly the top story in the league. Will they continue to invade the win column, or will CD jam their nuts into the win column and force? Alien Invasion's first loss. Jam in them, jam them in there. I was thinking like, you know, Gears. Alien Invasion has the has the gears running smoothly. They've got six wins. You got to shove oh. something in those gears to get them to stop. Mm. I Did figured you... CD's nuts would be as good as anything to jam in the gears. Winning. Maybe you should have mentioned something about gears. Well, I couldn't and work it in. The connection. I couldn't work it in. <laughs> Next is I Kareem for TDs at five and one against Reek and Destroy three and three. I think Reek is the current four seed. I Kareem for TDs is at the top of the league, but week seven appears to be a true bipocalypse with five starters on by five. Mm-hmm. Can Reek and Destroy overcome their small number of buys and put a shirt on Kareem's TDs, or will the TDs remain exposed, moving Kareem to six and one? Oh, you're you're talking about your your bye weeks. That's another complaint complaint of you. From Would about you your like me weeks. to read them off for you, Sean? Does everyone's 
go through bye weeks yeah but not like this okay not like that this sounds like a personal you're problem ready? that you drafted ready you're maybe you're right maybe i did it on purpose okay then why are you complaining about it jalen hurts cool Kirk Cousins, that's two quarterbacks. Daryl Henderson, Justin Jefferson, number one wide receiver in the league, and Dallas Goddard, all on by. Good luck to you, Rick and Destroy. Rick. Yeah, it's okay because Sean's uh, about to get to Rick work. rolled. He's over here working the system, has two people on two people on his injured reserve. Both of them do. Rick and Destroy and Sean have two people on their injured reserves that are not out, no IR, nothing, just just chilling with. I'm about to get Rick rolled. Oh, whatever. Boo hoo. All right, Broncos country. Let's ride at three and three. Versus the hot team of Rona Riders, who is now three and three after an zero and three start. Rona is now the top scoring team in the league. Oh, I didn't know to that. That's impressive. They're now the top scoring team in the league after three straight wins. Will Rona force Broncos country to change their name to Broncos country? Let's Rona ride. Or will Broncos country find the vaccine that the league has been searching for to get rid of Rona once and for all? So, so well, Rona. if I, I will say, if uh, Russell Wilson is is uh, leading the Broncos country, nothing's going to happen. Are you going to bench him this week? I I severely thought about it. Severely? Bench him for Dan- Daniel Jones against Jacksonville. I actually would do that if I were you. <laughs> I'm benching. Uh, actually, I cut Russell Wilson. I saw that. In another league, and I'm opting All to right. play either Daniel Jones or Jimmy G. All right, you heard it here first. Daniel Jones is in. Russell Wilson's on the bench. He's a bum. He has a serious injury, though, Connor. It's not right. Fake. It's serious. He's gonna play. He's gonna play through, though. Yeah. Anybody else wouldn't have done it except Matt oh, Jones. Maybe, He'd play yeah, through. Okay. It. Yeah. Thank you. Thank you. I'm Christian Mingle at three and three against mixing it up three and three. Christian Mingle. May have found a match with Brandon Ayuk, oh. leading them to a win in week six. And mixing it up is now on a two-game losing streak. Will Ayuk prove to be catfishing, handing Mixon the win, or will Ayuk and the Minglers make it through coupling season, holding hands and skipping to another win? Hmm. I have this really weird nice. picture of Baxter and Brandon Ayuk holding hands, <laughs> skipping down a road with beautiful fall leaves on either side. Like an old like gravel road with like trees lining it. Mm-hmm. Kind of yeah, thing. like I yellow kinda... and orange leaves, yep. like in Vermont yep. or something. Hmm. Wow. Beautiful picture there. Mm-hmm. Um, interesting. Both teams are three and three. It's a five versus six matchup this week. And uh, they are three points different in their points than their team points this, this year. So interesting. The Brown Burrow, meaning AJ Brown and Joe Burrow, who yes, two and four course. after the How trade. How could it mean anything made. else? It would be stupid to think that. First, it ain't easy being cheesy, who's three and three. The Brown Burrows moves, the Brown Burrows moves last week did not lead to a win in their first week. And it ain't easy being cheesy. After two straight wins. (laughs) 
Um, no, it ain't easy is cheesing after two straight wins. Like they're smiling. Okay, I'll start over. I, <laughs> my eye just glanced over the eye in. The Brown Burrows moves last week did not lead to a win in their first week. And it ain't easy is cheesing after two straight wins. There we go. Can the Burrows find a win despite Brown being on by? Or will it ain't easy being cheesy continue to smile as they get their third straight win? See, I tied it in, tied it in, <laughs> cheesing and smile. Uh, Connor, this might be the first week you haven't gotten wa- Watson wax off game. Did this on purpose. They are one and five taking on Team Rice Swain, who's two and four. Watson wax off has seen their playoff chances go limp, but Team Rice Swain <laughs> hasn't been much better. Which team will stiffen up first in this pay per view pillow fight? <laughs> I'm surprised there wasn't some type of massage, masseuse, something in there, like worked in there to stiffen up or something. Mm-hmm. Um, these two teams are the bottom two teams in the league. Uh, Ryan does have 30 more points than, uh, than what's on wax off. However, they have 0.7 difference on points against. Just mm. fun fact. Just, Ryan does have uh, New Hopkins coming back this week. Oh, is he going to is can, he going to blow up the first week? He better plug him into the lineup. He does have Cooper Cup on by, so he better well, make that change before tomorrow. Oh, and he has. Don't worry, because he has Cooper Rush on the starting lineup as well. So over Matt uh, Ryan and Dak Prescott. Yep. So there's there's definitely some changes made. I'm not even going to mention the uh, uh, the projections because of that that's it for the d1 breakdown let's get into d2 connor i'll let you do the week six recap week six recap the top scores i mean sean go ahead and say it big digs energy Woo. big digs energy she's got the energy the bde she, she has got the energy yeah Katrina, I'm sorry that he is sexist. I didn't say um, he. I said she. Did did you? Hey, she is the goddess yeah. of D2. No one can take she, her down right now. She is now the number one overall seed with three wins in a row. Just, I think, three of the highest scoring weeks in a row. She's been doing great. Katrina, c- congratulations. Uh, can't wait to see you in D, D1 next year. Uh, Truffle Shufflers. Not far behind this week, 167, and then tour 23 and a half with 157. Lowest scores on the week, Peaches and Herbert with 60, 60, 60. Oh my gosh. Points. Groot, what's going um, on? His response to all this, I, I talked to him personally, and his response, it verbatim, I got a quote, I am Groot. <laughs> um, take that as well you said. will. Uh, I, I, I am sorry for any children that are listening to this for any vulgarity that was in that, but uh, 60 points. He was projected 142, so over 80 points less. Here's his roster. Uh, fun fact, he had one person in double digits, and it was the least valuable player in D1 or in, uh, in the dynasty was Matt Stafford. Everyone else was single digits. 
Justin Herbert, Nick Chubb, Aaron Jones, Deontay Johnson, DuVernay, Corey Davis, uh, Jeff Wilson, J.K. Dobbins. Just a rough week in general. So mm-hmm. I apologize. Uh, uh, T's and P's for you, Groot. He and is then, the lowest scoring team in the league now. Yep. Maybe he needs to change. I think I know what it is. His his profile picture is baby Groot. Mm, he's to grow think, up a little bit. I think he's grow up a little bit, put his big boy panties on, and play some football. Uh, but I also don't want to don't want to leave out Chalave, who uh, Chalavi, sorry, got a little Chalavi. Um, only one hundred seven points. So you suck as well. Also, uh, name your team. What are you doing? Wow, I'm sorry. I even mentioned his name. I take all that back. We're we haven't mentioned this, Connor, person. but there was discussion recently between the two of us that um, the winner of D2 would get to basically excommunicate a team for a season. Mm-hmm. So basically, if you win D2, you get to choose anybody else in D2 and kick them out of the league for a season. Yep. We've also talked about the worst team in D2 just not being able to come back. Yeah, I have to sit out of we- here. We do have a wait list. We have multiple people that are wanting to get in our leagues. Um, it's smack mouth wait list. If you need the link, we can, or if you want it to be added to it, just it's let us know. It's a pretty big deal. I mean, um, we have a podcast. Right. Tens so of listeners. We'll, mo- we'll move on uh, since the crappy team only scored 107 with the coward of a manager. Name uh, a bad, team. Bad beat of the week. Two or 24. This is just a bad beat going back on Peaches and <laughs> Herbert. Dude lost by 91 points. Yay. And he that was the the fourth highest scoring team in the league. Like if he would have played anyone else, it would have been over 100 points. Mm, tough. Rough. Anyways, going to the standings, like I mentioned, wait, pause. Dak attack, Zay. Come on. That was that was a subpar week 114 come on pick it up Let, let's get back on a roll i know i know uh lamar has been down but uh pick I'd it up i'd say it's a good thing he's going. getting dak back but you have to remember that dak attack doesn't have dak on his correct team. It, it's a it's a mind game zay's yeah. a big mind guy uh but anyways big thinker to the to the standings i want to say a thinker he's just oh, mind games shots fired all right um uh so like i mentioned Big digs energy up to the number one spot mm. uh, with the highest scoring team in the league uh, by about 50 points. Truffle Shuffler's coming in second and Dak Attack coming in third. Uh, so they're all five and one, all great teams getting up there. Then we got a couple four and two teams. Sean, what's the first four and two, two team? It's your other favorite. Get the MF. Uh, Jake and them are eight have 880 points and uh name your team uh two or 24 sorry quote unquote name your team who is two or 24 uh has 866 and then coming in at three and three there's another two teams wow we just kind of go down the line two there's two other teams three and three who is two two or 23 and a half uh Papa J Lop and then Jam Prout and Clinton Suicide Squad is also then two and four, D2, this guy sucks, and Peaches and Herbert. And then the lowly uh, 
One and five squad hanging out at the bottom is Sanders Cooks We Eaten, Kiro T Kiro. Is that what it is? Kiro? Mm -hmm. Kiro TX, Hale Murray, Tour 23, and then the worst team in the league and in all of uh uh Smackmouth Universe. Right, is the Cowards team. Name your team. All right, we spent way too much time on D2. Let's go. Yep. Uh, on to the Pirate League, where the week six treasure was one point per completion. And as you can imagine, the top five and top 10 were littered with QBs. Matty Ice. Matty Ryan. Matty Ice Ryan was the top scorer in the league. 75 points. I did not realize this until I looked at the leaders. He had 42 completions. Joe mm -hmm. Burrow, 66 points, 28 completions. Josh Allen had 58 points, 27 completions. Jimmy G had 50 points, 29 completions. And Pat Mahomes had 50 points with also 29 completions. Then to round out the top 10, you had uh, Trevor Lawrence, Bailey Zappi, Justin Herbert, Teddy Bridgewater, and Marcus Mariota. For the Pirate League, uh, it's being dominated right now. By the guy that goes by F Baller's bum. He's 12 and 0, yet to lose through six weeks. Queen Anne's Revenge, followed by Antonio and Mexican Win. Again, name your team. Don't get it. He's 10 and 2. He did lose to Queen Anne's Revenge this week or this past week in week six. And he did pick up a win against the median, however. So the matchup there was 216 to 170. Uh, three seed is Kiro and Ship Ahoy at eight and four. Babyface Assassin Dylan at seven and five, and Papa J Lop, Davy Jones Pirate Peach, also at seven and five. Six, the five seed, the six seed is the only six and six team in the league with Fantasy Island. That is Jake. And then you've got Katrina, Baxter, my uh, Connor, myself, Katie, and Chalavi rounding it out at the bottom lobby's at the bottom yep just where he likes i was it. gonna i just look <laughs> i just looked at f baller's bums team to see like so how stacked it is however if if he's gonna lose this is one of the bonuses that doesn't help him out next week is one point per receiving first down mm -hmm. so he can still kind of get some with his running backs but he's definitely running back heavy in the starting lineup, he has one, two, three, four running backs that include Leonard Fournette, Kenneth Walker, Austin Eckler, and Zeke Elliott. So it only has two receivers in the lineup, one tight end. And then, however, he does have Patrick Mahomes and Justin Herbert. I do believe he some of these severely helped him out. Didn't he get Patrick Mahomes because Baxter mm -hmm. forgot to put him in the protection sheet before Thursday night on whenever Mahomes played Thursday night? Um He's so, so confident in his running back depth that he's protecting Mahomes, Herbert, and Cooper Cup. At least that's what he did last week. Well, Cooper Cup's on a bye this week, so it'd probably be smart for him to change that. But mm -hmm. if he wants to make sure no one takes Cooper Cup, he can still do that. Well, can't yeah. take him if he's on the bench. Hey, just to be sure. True. Um, but like we said, next week is one point per receiving first down, so won't be too too much uh, inflated numbers, especially since Cooper Cup's not playing. Um, 
that would be the guy that gets the most of them. But uh, we'll we'll add five to ten points to some uh, receivers and maybe five-ish points to some running backs or tight ends, I guess. And then going uh, some of the trades that we did make last last week. Let's see if I can pull those up. Sean, what was your trade? Um, my trade was actually a trade that I, I was happy to send away. It was I sent away DJ Moore, and I got back. Um, I think I got back Isaiah McKenzie, and then I dropped Isaiah McKenzie. So, because he's on buy, but more than happy to get DJ Moore off my team. The guy is a total bum. Let's see. There was uh, a Corey Davis or Jake got CeeDee Lamb for Corey Davis. Mm. Um, Dylan Fuller or Dilly, I don't know his name. Dylan got Travis Etienne for Michael Carter. Uh, again, the DJ Moore for McKenzie. I sent DK Metcalf and got Devin Duvernay back. I, I tried to convince Katie to take Daniel Jones because uh, it made sense. Take Daniel Jones because uh, Kirk Cousins was on a bye this week. Mm. So basically, so she would at least have a second quarterback to play. And I was telling her that a wide receiver, because Adam Thielen is also on a bye who she has. But I was saying a receiver is much easier to replace on the waiver wire you can pick up hunter henry you can pick up someone else that is at least decent off the waiver wire whereas she would not be able to pick up anyone off the waiver wire for uh or anyone decent off the waiver wire for a quarterback but uh, she did not listen to me and she who knows maybe f ballers bum will they've got a love thing going on there even though katie does have a boyfriend now i don't know if f ballers bum knows that i don't think he cares um <laughs> F Baller's bum got Leonard Fournette and sent away uh, Ramondre Stevenson. That's how good he is. I thought that was interesting. I guess it's maybe it's more a of a long-term play. season play. Also, yep. if you look just short-term, though, Fournette is probably going to get more chances for first-down receptions than Stevenson will. Mm, yeah, good point. Um, and then lastly, uh, I'm not sure who won. It was Deontay Johnson for Devontae Smith. I think Kiro won. Oh, so he got Devontae Smith, who's on a bye. Mm-hmm. Interesting. Okay. And Deontay that, those were all the trades. Points last week, so that's why. That is a valid point. That's it for the Pirate Lee. Well, let's look, see if there's any juicy matchups this week. Not really. Nope. Got the one in They're the 11. All... F Ballers Bum and Katie, the tentacle ticklers. That's a great name. I love, good name. Na- I love that name. Um, Go watch us on Spotify if you like to see us in our backwards hats tonight. Go rate and review us. Again, you can say whatever you want after you give us five stars. Who knows? We probably won't read it. But we'd love to have your review. Um, Connor, dad joke? got one this week or what 
Here's the, here's one for you. I got a riddle for you. You ready? Mm-hmm. There are four black roosters sitting on a fence. Okay. How many beaks do they have? Four black roosters sitting on a fence. How mm-hmm. many beaks do they have? Yeah. Pretty straightforward, this part. Beaks. If, how many beaks do they have altogether? How many did you say were on the fence? Four roosters. Four black roosters. Four. Four beaks. How many wings do they have? Eight. How many feet do they have? Eight. Okay. Now there's a white cat looking up at those roosters. How many teeth does the cat have? I don't know how many teeth cat, cats have. No, I see you know more about 32. black cocks than you do white pussy. I was really starting to get annoyed at these questions. (laughs) Well, there you go. That's mine for the week. (laughs) Got him. Um, him I don't even know if I want to say one after that. Well, that's it for the week. Good luck in week seven, everybody. (laughs) See ya. Peace.